listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 22nd of March 2022. Uh, later, the Australian share market up today despite the US Federal Reserve becoming a bit more aggressive in its language when it talks about the pace of interest rate rises there. But first to neurodiversity in the workplace, which covers a range of conditions like autism spectrum disorder, ADHD and dyslexia. So what's in it for business? Sarah Conti spoke today with Dr. Miriam Moller from the University of Queensland Business School, who spoke about its strengths. So for instance, an autistic person, uh, despite perhaps having challenges interacting with others, can be uh, quite methodical, uh, logical, and have you know, really incredible concentration skills, for example. And, and these are clearly strengths. Um, another example is dyslexia, right? Take a person with dyslexia, they can have highly developed reasoning skills, right? Or can be just exceptional problem solvers. Once again, a clear strength. Uh, final example, um, ADHD, right? People with ADHD can be highly creative and, you know, they may have, they may just have this ability to really think outside the box in, in a way that no one else around them can, uh, again, in spite of the challenges that they may be experiencing on a day-to-day basis. With that said, though, the first thing to recognize is that traditional recruitment practices are not necessarily designed with the Uh, neurodiverse candidate in mind, right? The the recruitment process is generally centered around interviews and interviews are stressful experiences to begin with. So when someone who is neurodiverse faces interpersonal challenges in that interview setting, like uh, misinterpreting what's being asked or said, um, not understanding certain nuances of a conversation or they have an inability to focus, um, you know, not able to make consistent eye contact or they may appear overly fidgety and, and so on. It can be quite, you know, distracting and drastically detract from their ability to showcase their, their talents, their strengths. Um, moving beyond the interview process, then a, a neurodiverse employee may also be struggling with, um, you know, interpersonal challenges uh, and equally so some environmental challenges. Um, Many neurodiverse people also have sensory processing issues. That's an important uh, element to recognize here also. And that can be related to lighting, uh, sounds, different smells and texts, you know, so softer lighting, noise canceling headphones, things things like that. Or, you know, simply offering them a a quiet area of the office that they can work in can make a huge difference to neurodiverse people. And in fact, all employees, right? It makes them feel more comfortable, and as a result, they can be, they can be more productive. Um, aside from interpersonal and environmental challenges, I would say that the biggest barrier of it all is the issue that not everyone with a diagnosed condition may be comfortable disclosing it, okay? And that means that they won't get the accommodation they may need in the workplace to allow them to perform at their best. So that was uh, Miriam Moller from the University of Queensland Business School and you can find more on that by searching for Sarah Conti's story on it on the SBS News website or her extended audio story on the SBS News In-Depth podcast. 
now from neurodiversity in the workplace to the Australian share market, which rose by 0.9% today to 7,341. That's the S&P ASX 200. For more details, I spoke earlier with Jessica Amir from Saxo Markets. Well, the Aussie market, absolutely. It is steam training ahead, outperforming global markets. And that's thanks to the makeup of the Aussie share market. So our market is 30% commodities and we're seeing higher highs in commodity prices. So the oil price, the coal price, the aluminium price and the alumina price, which is a derivative of aluminium, are all higher today. But importantly, if you look at the makeup of the ASX 200, you can see uh, the biggest winners today are lithium stocks. And they're newcomers to the ASX 200 uh, because the ASX 200 was just rebalanced yesterday. So we're seeing newcomers like AVZ and Liontown uh, they're little known names, but they're making exceptional gains up 6%. We're also seeing heavyweight BHP, which is the world's biggest miner. Uh, they're up in monumental 5%. And that, Ricardo, is on the back of China announcing more stimulus. So when China announces more stimulus, our Aussie share market gets, uh, gets a rocket up it. Big economic news, the US Federal Reserve overnight suggesting aggressive rate rises to come. How did the market react to that and what are the implications? Well, since November, we've seen money heavily come out of tech stocks and go into commodities, preempting that this would come. So we were expecting uh, US inflation to hit 10% this year, and now it's looking like that's going to be the case. So the US Federal Reserve is saying inflation, it's too hot to handle. So the market is now pricing in eight rate rises, Ricardo, instead of seven. And the market's now pricing in the interest rates in the US will go to two and a half percent. What does this mean for equities? Well, money is expected to continue to come out of stocks that hold higher debt, i.e. tech stocks, and those higher valuation stocks, and money will continue to fave, uh, to favour stocks that will do well in this new cycle, i.e. commodities. You mentioned earlier that the commodity players are doing well today on the back of higher prices. One of them is oil, creeping to 120 US per barrel. What does this mean? Well, it's not good for consumers. It means that we'll probably see higher highs uh, for consumers. We'll probably expect to pay over $2.50 at the Bowser in the coming weeks and months. However, for investors, we are in increasingly seeing uh, people shift towards uh, oil and gas stocks. So Woodside Petroleum is Australia's biggest oil and gas provider um, and they've got heavy assets in the US and they're one of this year's best performers on the ASX. Another stock that's seen considerable gains and is benefiting from high petrol prices is Ampol. Um, so we're expecting money to continue to chase companies like these. And just finally, in this environment, higher inflation, the potential for higher interest rates in Australia, we're already seeing it overseas. What are the opportunities? So the opportunities for this year and for the next 10 years will probably be the same. And that is money will continue to come out of tech and go into commodities. So specifically three areas. The first one, immediate energy needs oil, gas and coal stocks, given oil bodies like the EIA are saying that there is going to be a supply shortage and that coal and oil demand will peak again this year. Uh, secondly, Ricardo, we're going to increasingly see investors favour and stocks benefit in the green energy space. So lithium and rare earths, uh, we're expecting the federal government 
in the lead up to the uh, election to announce more EV stimulus. In fact, we've got little to none. So this means stocks that are powering uh, the lithium market will do exceptionally well. They're heavily undervalued now, given there's anemic supply um, and there's also anemic federal support. So we're likely to see exceptional continued gains in this space. And the third thing, Ricardo, that we are seeing is uh, opportunities in copper and iron ore and aluminium. And this is on the back of China cutting interest rates again. We are expecting the central bank in China to slash interest rates for the fourth time in just three months. So this means that Chinese producers will be demanding more iron ore and essential commodities that go into pretty much everything that we use on a daily basis. Jessica Rami there from Saxo Markets. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.